you get a nice little uh, yep i did i did i did i did okay uh, let's see here it says it's going pause stop record okay all right you ready mm -hmm. do it Hello, coaches of DTL. This is Coach Shake and Blake of the Fremont Mighty Tarzans. And I am here with Coach um, J Jacob XC16 of the Ames Thundercats. How are you doing today, Coach? Not too bad. I am glad to be able to participate in this for once. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, the, it's a very prestigious honor to jump on this podcast. Oh, man, it really is. It's, mm -hmm. it's a highlight of my day. For sure, for sure. Yes, but uh, but we are covering the Jackson Group tonight, uh, or today, or whatever. Um, and uh, so this is a good group of guys. Um, uh, we'll start with the one seed, or the Aurora Roaring Lions, coached by M. Cooks, nineteenth. Um, they had an eighteen and six record last year, um, with the fifteenth rank, uh, and they were an NTT team. They finished. They started as a five seed and ended thirty seventh. Um, they graduate the 22nd, 63rd class, um, which contained their starting power forward, Anthony Jackson, who the group is named after. Um, and they bring in the 212-203 class. I'm assuming that is not what uh, Coach M. Cook was looking for, um, but that's sometimes how the, the DTL uh, dices roll. How do you, uh, what do you see about this team coach? Well, I mean, obviously he's using Anthony Jackson, which is a pretty, pretty big loss for his team. Looks like he was the third leading scorer. It looks like had a pretty good free throw shooting. How uh, he just didn't get to the line that much. Uh, didn't get quite enough rebounds that you would hope from a power forward position. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that is definitely a player he is going to miss, but it looks like he has a chance to get some sort of production out of uh, Noel Mast, who he's bringing in. Uh, who had relatively decent stats in some high school. Uh, relatively decent. Going to lose a little bit on the free throws, but that's not the end of the world. Um, but hopefully he can he can uh, fill up, take up some of that slack that Anthony Jackson will be leaving behind. Yes, for sure. Um, this, t this team, um, I'm assuming, was going for um, some height to fill in because in, uh, they are, mm -hmm. their tallest player is a 6'8". Uh, is yes. six eight, so I'm assuming they were going for height, and the dice rolls just did not go their way. Um, but yeah, Noel Mass, I would say, is a pretty uh, strong option to fill it uh, to fill in at that um, power forward position. Uh, just looking at some other options, uh, Marco Scott, maybe um, he had nine rebounds at at center in high school, mm -hmm. but that was four years ago, and I'm assuming if you haven't started by now or he was NA two years, um, right. probably isn't doing as well as he would expect. Um, but if anything, Noel Mass gives you, uh, gives him some shooting, uh, 17 points per game. Um, it's not too shabby with 55.8% true shot. Can't complain too much about that. A little low, but yeah, a little low on the rebound front. Yes. Sure. Yep. But Fingers yeah. crossed for him that his freshman class yeah. can come in and pick up some of that slack, like I said before. But sure. it, it, I don't think, like you're right, it's, he has a very small team now, and it 
might be a little tough, but he was able to do pretty successful last season with the, that same kind of small, small team. So, yeah, there isn't, there isn't a whole lot of small ball played in this league, but however, um, uh, Aurora did it last year. I mean, five seed of the NGT cannot be too bad. Um, even being on a smaller end. So, um, I'm not going to put it past M cook to, uh, come up with something to make this team start rolling again. So cool. All right. We will move on to your team. Um, the <laughs> Thundercats, um, coached by my partner in crime here, uh, Jacob XC 16. Um, they finished 16 and eight last year and was, um, is that your best record as that- uh, coach? That is my best record. And that is your best record. Unfortunately, it's my only second winning season ever. <laughs> well, but. hey, on the upswing, we're still learning. Hey, it's a learning game. It's a learning it it game. is. It is. It's definitely a learning curve. You learn a little bit each year <laughs> and you figure out a little more recruiting and you feel a little bit coaching and eventually you figure it out. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the game kicks you in the butt again and you're like, actually, I know nothing. <laughs> yep, more or less, more or less, more or less. But yeah, uh, six and eight, uh, 16 and eight last year mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, uh, 62 ranked um, class with uh, 50th ranked strength schedule. They were a PP, PTT team last year, uh, mm-hmm. three seed, finished sixth. So had a nice run in the PT tournament, which mm-hmm. some people would say is uh, can be actually one of the harder tournaments to place well yes. in because. Um, you get uh, some teams that were probably more NTT caliber at the top mm-hmm. that just happen to have a couple bad a game, bad game or two and get put exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yes. So graduated the 69-22nd class, who contained um, starting power uh, small forward and previously starting uh, point guard Nathan Wheeler. Um, and uh, along with Joseph Jackson, who also came in off the bench and started a little bit here and there, um, kind of on and off. And uh, backup center, who also played center a few times, um, kind of a rolling squad. Um, and they bring in the 72-68 class. Um, yeah. Um, what do you, how are you feeling about your team coach? Well, I will say first and foremost that Nathan Wheeler is going to be a missed man. Um, he was mm-hmm. outstanding as, as a point guard his first three seasons with me, but when I lost some other small forwards and make some changes, Nathan Wheeler was moved to a small forward for the benefit of the team. His numbers went down just a little bit, um, but we, like I said before, we had our best record season, so I'll take the little bit of less stats for the more wins. Um, and the key, I think you would too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then I also want to point out how phenomenal my conference was last year. We had some, a tough schedule. Um, mm-hmm. So finishing eight and five in the conference, I, I'll take that all day. Yeah, well, for sure. The, how many, I think what, I think it was four teams made the PTT for my conference and a couple maybe yeah. the NTT. It was. Yeah. It was I think pretty, you guys had, uh, uh, I think is it Louisville? Or, yes, Louis, I think Louisville, who this year brought in the 1 1 class. So, the class, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the (laughs) number one team, yeah, they're they're, it's a a phenomenal conference. So, uh, we we played very respectable. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, but and I'm also gonna miss Joe Jackson, he 
was definitely like the primal example, like the best role player I think I've ever had on my team. Mm-hmm. Only played 16 minutes a game, but 3.1 assists average per game and didn't shoot a lot, but he was a defender. Um, but yeah, he's going to be missed as well. Um, like I said before, those my two seniors that were in and out of the starting lineup the most, Christian Davis, uh, phenomenal off the bench. Um, he definitely won me a couple of games here and there. So I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss my senior class. I, I will say that, um, but I'm hoping my uh, high school seniors, or sir, excuse me, my the freshman class coming in, I'll kind of pick up the slack. I got Patrick Garnett coming in. Uh, he's a, a scorer, a uh, little bit of a rebounder, but primarily scoring, which will help Ballard a little bit with uh, having uh, Gavin Patterson out there too, which who's, Patterson's going to take the the front load this season with the scoring, I'm thinking. So, um, and then I think I've got Colby Perrago coming in, probably be my bench center or more of my bench bigs, I think, uh, mm-hmm. potentially coming in the starting lineup. We'll see kind of how he, how he goes out here. Um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's going to be tough um, losing a player like, Nathan Wheeler's uh, caliber is always gonna be tough, and I want do want to say that Nathan Wheeler actually like as a point guard and then being moved to small forward, he still broke the assist record for my team. So that's yeah. impressive, being my over his career top two scorer on my team. So it's gonna be hard to replace that. I don't know if I, I don't know if I will this year, but you know, if you take them and you can, it's hard to hard to let those gems of that player, that style caliber, let him go. But, you know, yeah. everyone graduates. Especially, yeah, especially, yeah, especially a team player that was definitely encompasses Nathan. Uh, uh, good, great passer, not a ball hog, takes his shots when he needs to, mm-hmm. um, pass as well, you know, and really uh, Gavin's probably going to miss him quite a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Those two kind of uh, were formed a nice bond back and forth between each other. Right. A lot of assists went back both ways. Mm-hmm. Um feeding each other but yeah Gavin Peterson he's a freak um he's gonna keep scoring well um 55 true shot last year with 20 points per game um, imagine you're gonna hope that that bumps up to uh even higher um but yeah Arnett solid player um 60 true sh- almost 61 percent true shot on uh, 22 points per game um definitely a, an efficient shooter can definitely fill in um, that Nathan Willer's point gap some but yeah, it'll be uh, interesting year as it always is, and you've got pretty good classes along the round. And I'm gonna be mm-hmm. su- surprised if maybe some bench players are uh, been under I, the weather and I, may just make an that's, appearance. That is a good thing to point out too. Like I've had some people off the bench, uh, Fernando Anderson, Logan Khalil. They didn't really necessarily get the shot because I had Wheeler, mm-hmm. Moore, all those kind of guys out front right now. So. It's going to be a learning curve this season, I think, but I'm hopeful for at least another PTT appearance. Uh, we sure. had a decent, decent conference tournament run too, but ultimately lost that in a, in a pretty upsetting blowout fashion. But mm-hmm. that was also mm-hmm. to uh, our friends of Louisville, I believe. So <laughs> <laughs> Louisville is looking strong this year. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But, yeah. All right, so we will move on to the third team in this. Um, we have the Duluth Bulldogs, coached by uh, the infamous Coach Porter. Um, uh, he is back, for those that are not aware. Uh, he's back on the message boards. Uh, he's been freed from uh, message board jail, and uh, he's ra- raring to talk and smack, as always. But 
Um, last year, the Bulldogs took the 50, uh, or 15 and 9, um, 60th rank on a 38 um, strength of schedule. They made it in the NTT. They were 16 seed and finished 34th. So, um, kind of uh, made some, definitely upset the first seed and made a run past that, which is always nice. Um, they graduate the uh, 111-90 class, which contained uh, their starting center and their starting shooting guard, um, Bradley Barrett and Keegan Brown. Um, and they bring in the 216-229 class, not with Coach Porter, I'm assuming was, was figuring, um, was hoping for coming in. Um, what do you see about Duluth here? You know, looking at this, it looks like him losing Bradley Barrett is that's going to hurt averaging 20 points a game and only being able to bring in a pretty small class if you look at it Uh, Mm -hmm. none of no one over six five coming in and he's losing a six eight senior in the center and he's a six six shooting card in Barrett so it's yeah I I can't imagine that's what he was hoping to get Um, Mm -hmm. but again you know it seems way it's looking again this year with uh, first team we looked at Aurora small small ball might make it work might make it happen if he can mm-hmm. get some some production out of his uh, uh, front court but um, it's not looking as promising unfortunately for him mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but you gotta give him props 16 seed knocking off number one you got that's that takes some takes some skill there Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Duluth, I mean, they're, uh, I mean, yeah, Bradley Barrett um, is definitely a huge loss for this team. 20 points per game on almost 60% two shot, 2.7 assists. Like, he was just an offensive, uh, offensive just put out, uh, juggernaut out there. And Keegan Brown, um, definitely th- uh, three blocks, 2.8 assists, and 9.5 rebounds. Nothing too high, but nothing too terrible either. Um, definitely um, a loss. Um, and yeah, that their high school seniors, uh, their freshman class is, it's a struggle bus um, mm-hmm. from at least what we can see. Um, Isaac Browers, uh, I guess, is kind of a semi of note. He was a 6'5 power forward, so you never know. Uh, he was undersized at, uh, in high school, uh, at his high school position, so he might be better than uh, what we see. But I think they're going to have to rely on what they already have around, um, which right. honestly, I mean, he graduated the uh, 111-90th class and he had Bradley Barrett in there, who obviously was significantly better than the Megs. Right. Have. Keegan Brown also was probably better than the 111-90th too. I mean, yeah, Keegan so, Brown almost averaged a double-double with 9.5 rebounds and 11 points. Almost yeah, 12 points, so like he, exactly. that's, a, that's a respectable respectable center. So, Oh, for sure. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I am I would have to assume uh, I a guy I'm going to look at probably that's going to move down um, is Ryan Cleaver. He had 10.5 rebounds in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he played power forward his freshman year. Um, he had seven and a half full-time. He he moved up and down a little bit. Um, Looks like he pat- played some small forward year. too. He played a little bit of both. Uh, there was some flipping around, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm assuming Cle- uh, Ryan Cleaver will stay probably more in that center power forward position. Yep. And um, I don't know. 
maybe uh, Maximilian uh, Johnson. Um, he had 9.1 rebounds in high school, not great, but he had four and a half assists and uh, steal in two blocks. So not a terrible player by any means. Um, he might come in. He also has Tyler Myers. Um, he'd be a little bit more of a surprise. Yep. But his high school stats aren't the best, but that's not everything either. So, so yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't see any of the uh, his freshmen starting anytime soon. I wouldn't be surprised. I two of them ran A's. Agree with that. Yeah. So, um, Porter is no longer uh, on his tie-breaking streak. So, <laughs> which I'm sure there is some people. Uh, uh, like St. Paul that they're very happy about that. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we'll move to the fourth team in this conference. We've got the Carbondale Eclipse or fourth team in this um, group. We got the Carbondale Eclipse coached by Drizzy Dell, uh, 007. Um, he was 12 and 12 last year, um, 113th ranked on a 67th ranked um, strength schedule. With PP, uh, PTT team, three seed, and then 52nd. Um, graduates the 34-24 class. Um, pretty high-ranked class. However, only one starter in that, and that was Alex Mitchell, their starting power, mm-hmm. 6'10", starting power forward. Um, and they bring in the 79-78 class, basically even, which uh, is never a bad thing. Um, yeah, so what do you kind of see here? Um, um, well, I mean, like he's obviously losing height, which is very crucial in this league. Um, but that height wasn't as productive as you would hope, uh, being mm-hmm. 6'10 power forward, like that's a tall power forward and mm-hmm. didn't quite get the points that he probably should have. Um, but he yeah, did, and he it's did get also, rebounds, but... yeah, odd because it's, so he's got the 6'8 <laughs> power forward and he's starting a 6'10 uh, power forward by a 6'8 center. So there's mm-hmm. something weird going on there and that maybe Mitchell isn't that good of a rebounder. Um, eight rebounds for power forward isn't terrible, but it nope, is a nope. little odd. You would you would just hope for a little bit more scoring out of him, but then he's bringing cool, in, sure. bringing sure. in a 6'9", uh, Andrew Murillo, who averages 18.9 in high school um, mm-hmm. and also has almost 10 rebounds a game. So mm-hmm. if that can translate to uh, – to college and first in his freshman year it can be an instant starter i mm-hmm. think that could actually maybe benefit him and then obviously he's losing two other guys which i think ethan uh i don't even think i'm gonna try to say that name um moy ninhan <laughs> he averaged yeah. almost 10 points off of the bench and only played less than 20 minutes a game so mm-hmm. um the bench production Yep. which is always, always important. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think this, this freshman class may not appear to be much, but I feel like they are going to be a little bit of an improvement to his team. No, I think production. Oh, I think they're, yeah. Uh, I think despite the class rank being okay. I mean, he graduated a 34, 24 class, uh, 25 class and only was starting one of them. And he wasn't right. that phenomenal. Um, so, and he brought in the 79, 78 course. And I would say this class is actually decent for uh, Carbondale. Um, you obviously have Andrew Mil- Milrow, who's the headliner. Um, almost 60% true shot as a 6'9 center. Almost uh, 19 points a game and 10 rebounds. He'll definitely take one of the post positions. 
um, mm-hmm. over. And I am not going to be surprised to see uh, Darrell Will- Wilhelm come in at um, mm. uh, probably uh, point guard um, this upcoming season. Um, yeah, three point two assists and three point two assists as a as a power forward. Um, and they um, they did not have much passing production out of their uh, either guard. No, last no. year. So um, interesting. He also has a six eight uh, shooting guard, um, but a six four small forward. Um, it's a very interesting lineup. Um, like just by height. But yeah, I, I I'm, not, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna knock it because I don't know the rate. I don't know what the attributes are. But yeah. Um, very, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised to see Darryl William um, come in and take one of the guard positions, probably uh, probably point guard, because uh, he definitely can pass. And mm-hmm. 1.3 steals and 1.4 blocks. I'm assuming there's probably some athleticism in there. If not, uh, probably a lot of uh, athleticism. Or, yeah, one point, yeah, one, one and a half basically steal and blocks. There's some athleticism there that um, will definitely help out in, at point guard or shooting guard. Either one. Mm-hmm. I think so, if he brings in Darnell at, uh, on that front court mm-hmm. as a guard position, I think that'll significantly improve um, his team. And Darnell could be the hidden gem that mm-hmm. maybe didn't get the attention because he's at the wrong position in high school. <laughs> yeah, Darnell. And then, yeah, maybe Al, uh, Daniel Burns maybe slides in a po- uh, shooting uh, at, mm-hmm. uh, power forward, five assists, 1.6 steals. Um, a little turnover heavy. So that's probably maybe the concern of why he's not there right now. Yeah. Um, so, but maybe he shoots up, he moves up the shooting guard and uh, Robert Jones maybe comes in, Garth drops down. Um, who knows? But um, good team throughout. So, mm-hmm. looking at the four teams here, um, do you have any? feelings on who's gonna come out on top here um try to uh try not to be super biased (laughs) well i mean it's hard to say i think uh trying to think here who gotta find the right page here yeah i think it's hard to say. I think um, this t- this group oh. is very close. Yes, I, I, I think say. I think I might give the edge to Aurora um, because yeah. they're bringing a Noel Mass who appears to have the potential to actually improve upon the team that he had last year with Anthony Jackson be graduating, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I'd kind of give him the edge in that when you can bring in a tall guy that can give you fifteen to twenty points a game and. Mm-hmm some rebounds I, I think that's I think Aurora has of this little group here I think they have the most to gain um of course biasly I would hope that my team can improve upon last of year of um I'm not sure that's going to happen you know because we have lost some really key guys for a long time so um but yeah uh, bumps I, in the beginning. right I, I I think it's yeah I think it's probably between um Aurora and Carbondale that I'm the best chance of the freshmen come in and make the most impact so yeah this close this group is very interesting so yeah i would definitely say aurora has a very good chance um because uh they can deal definitely with these next first six games at a six having a six eight center and power forward 
Right. Um, that'll be a nice little improvement and a little bit better scoring output for a team that was almost scoring 80 points per game. Uh, not bad at all. Um, but yeah, I would say they got a fair shot. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Duluth, uh, they, they scored 84 points per game last year. They did lose Barrett. Um, if they have somebody that comes off the bench and fills in some of that gap, um, they could be a high scorer again, maybe. Uh, actually, I don't see it as likely, but maybe. Uh, but yeah, Carbondale, um, they brought in what they need. Yeah. Uh, is it flashy? No. Uh, on the surface, but is it flashy? No, but it's exactly what they needed. Uh, they needed another and, post, and they needed a, uh, a passer, and they got both. Um, mm-hmm. so this team probably has the highest uh, increase from last year. Um, but yes. Yeah, I, I think Carbondale will definitely improve upon last year. And like looking at it, it looks they did relatively well within their conference at eight and five. So mm-hmm. um, it's just, I, th- I think you're right. I think um, they have their freshmen could come in and make a big difference um, without being flashy. And that's one nice thing about basketball in general is you don't need to be flashy to put up uh, wins and have a good team. So exactly exactly yeah so um but that's what we got for this guys um and we'll uh talk to you next time thanks